you know, you if you work on your own, then you you are that culture. Yeah, and the way you interact with people, the way the way you talk, the way, the values you have, and you and you practice. This is Christine. I'm your host. Like you know by now, I think if you're listening for the first time to the Startup Student Podcast, welcome. Um, this is how it works. I uh, have a series with each speaker. And um, today we're kicking off a new series with Servan Mouzon, and we're talking about reimagining a positive startup company culture. This is what we're going to talk about and kick off the series today with an introduction and why this is important uh, and easygoing conversation as usual. Hello, Servan. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you for being here. Do you want to introduce yourself? Yes, thank you, and hello, and thank you, thank you for having me. So my name is Servan, I'm a French and British national. I've been living in the UK for hmm, almost 20 years now, time, time flies. I've spent a lot of time in Brazil, and I lived in the Netherlands as well. And uh, before that, well, I was in France, uh, in Brittany to be precise. So I've been passionate about uh, community development, social entrepreneurship, and, and all that, um, all these, um, these efforts that, do that, that we put in the solidarity economy, as we call it. And, uh, and uh, for 20 years, I've had the privilege to support mainly women, founders, and intermediaries in the social economy. And now I, um, I'm working mainly with social finance providers, wherever they are on the spectrum, uh, especially on their, their, the thinking stage of um, any kind of piece of work they want to do that, uh, that will have an impact on their strategy and their, and their actions to, you know, to ignite social impact. So I, I believe that wherever um, uh, culture is company culture is, is is important not just for uh, internal benefits but also for all your interactions with the world, the community where you interact, when you operate, and and the people you interact with. And that's something that I really really value because I love working with people. <laughs> yes, and so do I. Thank you. Thank you for the uh, quick introduction. I think working with um, all kinds of different people from all over the world as well, um, especially if, um, even though you're there for 20 years, it's a bit different, of course, but uh, not in your mother tongue uh, at the beginning, um, can, be, can be interesting. Um, also, if you're speaking, uh, if you're working in English with people where English is not their mother tongue, um, ah. oh, and that also, um, I think it's interesting, not just from a language point of view, but also from a culture point of view. So I see um, major differences between clients, uh, colleagues I had uh, from different cultures uh, with different backgrounds, extremely interesting uh, and sometimes challenging, I think. And um, this leads maybe nicely also into the company culture, because I think every person obviously has their own cultural background and that's not just because they come from a different country um, that's also because they were they, they grew up in different environments with different friends different influences different value systems and like we always say or me at least uh, everyone sees their own world and creates their own world there's not one truth and one world for everyone <laughs> um, so I find that that point as well 
very interesting to see, observe, and to learn from it. I learned so much when I worked with other cultures. Um, even when I lived in the UK and started working within a company, um, it was extremely different to the way we worked in Germany, I have to say. Um, <laughs> so a lot of times, I don't know in France, I haven't worked in France yet or with uh, a lot of French people, but uh, I, I know there's a lot of small talk going on in the UK and you need to ease up and you need to ease into the conversation. You can't just go into a meeting and start the meeting. So these were learnings that I took, um, uh, which sometimes were for me difficult also because I had to, to change the way I work uh, and I find it less productive, even though it's, it's not in the end. Every, a lot of people also work hard in the UK, I'm not saying this, but um, just the way you have to set up certain things and meetings and the way you phrase things is very different to um, the way, the direct way, let's say we do in Germany. Um, mm. and, and, and I believe in maybe in Germany as well, you would have subcultures and different way to operate and to, mm. to interact. And plus people travel. So with everything people learn how the German way, what we stereotype as a German way or a French way, they travel, they come back and then, you know, their, their, their layers of cultures show up in, in whatever interactions they have and it's much more blurry and complex than you know our straight stereotypes right yeah yeah really and i think also um the company culture so the the people that in, in these days in, in in the startup scene anyway i think it's very multicultural um from a country point of view and from value systems and so on um if we're talking about solopreneurs that's a bit different because it's one person however if you're looking at teams, uh, even if you have, in, yeah, if you're in two, um, there will be clashes. Uh, and I think the what I experienced working as an employee in companies actually is that often company culture is not either is not defined or is not communicated, or if a lot of times not implemented. <laughs> Um, mm -hmm. And that's confusing because I, I worked um, for companies in the UK where they had a specific company cultures that they also communicated. It was part of their onboarding process and so on. Uh, however, I quickly realized that these were a lot of times only words and nothing was um, really implemented or at least the way mm -hmm. I understood the values that they communicated were not um, mm -hmm. implemented and lived. So um, let's talk a bit more about that. So how and when should someone start thinking about uh, the company culture and what that means and um, how, why is it important? Well, I think you nailed it uh, uh, in your, in your um, introduction here. I think company culture is it's quite, it's this, uh, a nebulous concept. I mean, if you look at the definition that you find here and there, you know, it's, it's yes, it's a set of values, of goals, of attitudes and practices that make up a, an organization or a one-man band, if you're a solopreneur, as you call it. Um, <clears throat> so I think it's the minute you wake up and up until the moment you go to bed, uh, you carry with you a culture. 
you know you if you work on your own then you you are that culture yeah, and the way you interact with people the way the way you talk the way the values you have and you and you practice now if you go into a company it's the combination of these individuals uh, individual behavior plus plus all the other stakeholders and, and other employees staff and 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 governance and board etc all these individual behavior combined is company culture and on top of that you've got that a little bit like a, a ghost or a phantom is that the, the the legal entity that has sometimes a website or a life on its own <laughs> sometimes a parallel life you know the company whatever that means and they also yeah. um they have maybe the representation they say they've got a, certainly on the front page a set of values and and goals but then sometimes we miss the attitudes and the practice and the actions that implement the, these beautiful texts or, or pictures on the website. Anyway, so, and the, the thing is, we, we spend one third of our life at work around, you know, on average. So the way, the way you interact or how people interact together and the way people interact with their environment and the way the environment interacts with you and, you know, that's critical for your for your ability to perform, to find fulfillment at work and for your health, for your mental health. All of this makes the topic of a company culture really, really important. What do you think? Yeah, I completely agree. And also, um, I think what's important for people to understand that uh, company culture is not only an internal thing because uh, a company culture is something that you define okay this is what we believe in this is our mission this is our vision and this is how it's reflected in how we interact with each other at work and like you say one third of our life is spent at work uh, sometimes probably more <laughs> depending um yeah, so it's, it's a lot of time I'm counting the sleep with that. So if your life includes the nights uh, or you're yeah. not aware of anything, that's a big chunk. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, that's true. Hopefully it's a big chunk. <laughs> um, and then uh, it's just, uh, it's not just how we interact with each other at work or if we're in remote teams, how we interact when we're talking, how we interact when we're writing an email or sending WhatsApp messages or whatever. It's also how this reflects to the outside world because first of all employees mm. uh, represent the company that's another thing <laughs> it's not just yeah. the ceo um, or the founder of a startup that needs to represent the company culture um, but it is uh, everyone that works there and uh, maybe you have a um, customer service where you talk to customers or um, you you are on social media or anything that goes out and anything that stays inside needs to reflect the company culture and um, needs to yeah needs to be lived uh, the way yeah. it was defined and I think yeah. this is where the difficulty comes in as well defining it um, is one thing but communicating it to all the employees is the second and then the third is how do they understand it and how can you make sure everyone understands it the same level? Because I think if we say, oh, we have a funny, uh, easygoing company culture, 
um, that means different things for different people because Definitely, probably yeah. I have a strange humor, so <laughs> things that are funny to exactly. me keep in my I wonder, Christine, if you are, how you would react when you see that you know these perks on job ads, for instance, to say we've got a really cool company culture. We've got Lego bricks for use, you know, at Libertum. We've got chocolate fountains or ping, you know, table tennis. I mean, it's it's if it's generally what people value, fair enough. But there might be other important things to consider before these, for instance. So, so perks are cool, but they don't necessarily constitute or represent a strong company culture is and exactly as you say it's whatever happens out there but also in the shadows you know in the corridors how people uh talk behind each other's back or even how people behave in a zoom breakout room are they always late are they always are they calling late at night that's company culture as well so it's neither good or bad you know it could be well, you know, um, when it has an impact on your mental health or your well-being, there it is bad company culture. Yeah. I think it's yeah. um, there's also another element about what it's it's uh, it's not is when when we have a company culture and we hire more of the same kind of profiles to our team. What does it say? It said you know organizations that do that they do that at the risk of turning bland, you know and. Or, or it might become a company that doesn't value differences. So yeah, that is a culture. Is that the culture you really want to show? So uh, I think there is um, we there is there are company culture that really bank a lot on on perks. You know, on, on what I say, the chocolate fountains and the table tennis uh uh games or whatever or the casual clothing on the friday afternoon when we used to go to the office but that can rapidly turn into uh a monster i think a healthy com company and a healthy company culture is something is a gel that uh retains staff uh, even good suppliers as well and that really i think it's a company uh it's it's something it's a place that tells to its people you matter and you yeah. matter, and, and this is the way you matter. Mm. And for me, what that means is a place where um, curiosity, respect, teamwork, people's health and well-being are acknowledged, or protected, or enhanced. It's the accumulation of little things, visible, not visible, uh, and you know, uh, almost not palpable slivers of love <laughs> that maybe someone from the outside would look at you know and say ah yeah come on you are you take care of each other some people scoff at these things but actually mm -hmm. they are very important so you got companies that say we we are make sure that we offer flexibility to our carers and parents among our staff but at the same time there you know the ceos would have we see no problem or the partners would see no problem emailing you late at night or reminding you that you know you you owe loyalty to the company, but they haven't even checked if you had maybe someone who needed care at that time of the night, and uh, and uh, and so you uh, just you know you 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 you've got a, a warning for not showing up for tender at ten a at ten p.m., but then maybe you were attending a parent in, in hospital and the one nobody cared, and nobody cared to ask. Or maybe you're a morning person and you work very well between five and seven, but you flat out after eight. Did anyone ask? 
you know, everybody is different. So I think a culture that really take care of the little details, it doesn't take much more time. It's actually a culture that shows, a company that shows that they've listened, that they've paid attention, and that also maximize the talent and the capabilities and capacities of their staff. And so if they do that, they win. I, I love that. And it's a great summary because um, one thing is, of course, if you're recruiting a new team member or you, you find a co-founder for your startup or anything, um, first of all, you should always look for something um, that is a, a good, great addition to the team uh, in the way they work, but also obviously in the knowledge. Um, however, um, most of the times there's like a job description and people apply and uh, they start the job. However, um, they have certain strengths and they have certain things that they are not so good at or they need specific flexibilities. Like you say, some people are morning people, some people work in the evening. I understand, of course, there is a lot of times where there needs to be at least some hours of overlap if you need to communicate with other people. Um, mm. However, uh, every company really, and I, I've never seen that, I have to say. I've never seen, unfortunately, in a company that I worked in as an employee that they look okay what is your strength um what can uh which job can you do best and enjoy most um so that you give the maximum effort as well as we have the best outcome and you enjoy it um this would be really ideal to look at and if uh, within the job that this person is supposed to take on there's one thing that they're not good at. Um, they're happy to improve, of course, and learn. However, um, it, there might be consideration mm -hmm. to give that to someone else that bit, if possible, yeah. um, because people get also less motivated. Um, they get demotivated if they, if they have to do tasks that they really dread, that they're not good at. Um, and it's not about not improving everyone. Uh, hopefully uh, most people want to constantly improve and learn new things that's not the point it's the point that you look at okay what are you best at what do you enjoy most and how can we combine this with with what we as a company need yeah yeah that's what i summarized when when i exactly when i said it's a company that tells you you matter so how do they say that to exactly. you and if you lead, if you start to, if you grow, you know, you become a no longer one man band, but a two men or two women band. Um, how do you tell someone you matter when they work with you? I think that's, that's the question to ponder. And again, it doesn't take much time to reflect on a weekly basis on that question. Wherever you have a, a new strategy or a new plan or new milestone, you say, how will I tell people, how will I tell myself I matter, or you matter. How do I want people to tell me I matter, or you matter? You, you get me. And yeah. I think I think it's, it could be a, a principle, a sort of a, a behavior that you adapt uh, at the beginning or at, you know every during every meeting when you're about to embark on something significant. That is not just about choosing the coffee brand, but. Uh, you know, maybe breaks, <laughs> yeah. maybe, maybe how people resource, maybe how people, uh, you know, give um, a bit more time at the start of a project or a mission and how do they rest after that? 
and you know how do they manage themselves and it needs to be and it's as valid for for you know senior leadership teams when you when you at that stage when you have a senior leadership team it's about so you working 90 hours a week what kind of message are you sending here yeah you know this is nuts yeah it is really and um a lot of times um also in companies i work for this is expected as well um even though there's a different kind of uh, values and company cultures uh, maybe expressed in mm. uh, in the real life uh, they're not met these expectations that are built up in this employee um and um, exactly that yeah mm, okay um what else uh, do we want to say about uh, the importance and maybe company culture in uh, general before we wrap up this episode I think I think it's you can talk at length about it, but you need to start something. Mm-hmm. You need to start the demonstration of how you love people, you love your people, how they matter. So have a, have your eyesight on action. You know, um, and there will be days where you don't get along with your partners, your 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 associates, or what have you, or your your other half if you go to two men's band. Um, and there are days where the relationship will be great and other as well, you know, the, 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 the work will be a bit tense, but at the end you, you will get on with things and you will respect and value each other because it's like, a, it's a special partnership and a special condition that you agree on. Something like a, like a constitution, right? But something that you crafted together because you really truly believe that the other matters. And they think the same to you. And um, do you know companies who have a, a healthy company culture? They, as you said, they're better employee engagement, their uh, rates than those with a, a weak culture. And they've got, uh, uh, and, and that has a direct impact on on the performance. So I think, I think really, really remember that we, you, your company culture or your company even is as good as the actions that that that. That, that put their values into practice. And it starts with interns as well, how they behave too, are you, are we, you know, have relationship with, you know, we react with them, how we work with them, up to the CEO, as I was saying, or even the board, you know, the people who show up once in a while, <laughs> how do they behave, how do they manage, manage each other? Um, uh, I guess that to, to be able to say to one another, you matter, there are maybe some some references like that's easily find you can easily find that on 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 online, but I think there's something around to be able to tell others you matter and people for for people to acknowledge that they matter indeed, they should need autonomy. Uh, it's just the freedom to act and use their own judgment. They should need competence. Uh, that means feeling able to accomplish the work, their work well, and having the conditions to do that, not being set for failure, and also relatedness, you know, connection with others, not just being hidden simple facts, or not just being uh, talked in the back, or, you know, that kind of thing. So autonomy, competence, and relatedness, these are some, look at, you know, three things to, to remember. Uh, and that has an impact on on performance and on on employees' mental health and your own mental health. Lovely, yeah. Thank you. Um, 
all extremely important points that are often overlooked, especially, I think, in the startup world, because uh, there's so many things that always change, so many things that you always have to, to do, and you just try to get ahead uh, or <laughs> get um, to catch up, maybe even um, on certain things, and then these things might um, might uh, fall down, but they shouldn't really, because it's one of the most important things um, mm. that you, you mentioned. Yeah. Okay, well, um, I think that's it for today. The next episode, we're talking about the 10 components of a thinking environment, which uh, will be mm. extremely interesting. So stay tuned. Thank you so much for your time for now, and I'll talk to you in the next episode. Thank you. Thank you. That was it. Thanks for tuning in. And just to let you know, there's a free 30-day Kickstart Your Business Challenge available on my website, creativestartupacademy.com slash kickstart. And it turns your business idea into reality in just 30 days. And if you could leave a review for this podcast, please, please, please do so because it will help me with my ranking. Thanks so much. I'm looking forward to talking to you next time. Bye-bye.